Best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Do you mind repeating what you just said? Oh, that uh, our friend Megan had mentioned that she almost wishes that I didn't tell the belly button story because now she's very much mindful of her belly button. Uh huh. So today on Twitter, I saw on a um, it's like a, 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 a oh my god, words are failing me. It's an account that monitors anti-vax accounts. Okay. And like misinformation accounts. Oh, okay. And they shared a screenshot of like something something holistic wellness healing time seven blah 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 <laughs> like a whole bunch of random letters and whatnot. Okay. And numbers and they where the post said something along the lines of, if you've received the vaccination for COVID and you regret it, all you have to do is soak a cotton ball and tape it into your belly button what? for 24 hours and it will draw the vaccination out of your belly button, out of your body. And then they continued to post all of these horrible things like for other issues if you have i think one of them was anxiety it was like take um not vinegar uh olive oil soak a cotton ball in that duct tape it on your belly button like all of these things that were just belly button abuse and all i could think was no don't do it don't do any of that You will make your belly button cry. Very, very, very sad <laughs> belly button. Oh man, like I could almost understand it. You know, like I could, I could almost hear where that idea comes from. It's like uh, that's where you were connected to your mother. That's where your body used to receive nutrients. Yes, that's exactly it. I'm sure. Um, and have you ever seen? It used to be a thing where there's like these sticky pads that you could put at the bottom of your feet and you sleep to with them. detox yeah. or something? Uh, no, that doesn't. It's, it's not just a... making your feet sticky and gross. Yeah. And then what was the other thing? I th- there's like if, if you're sick with some kind of illness, put onions on the bottom of your feet. Uh, I think that's the common cold. Yeah. Bless. Bless. Speaking of blessings, that's Melissa. Oh, well done. Oh, and you called me a blessing. You are. Oh, God. <laughs> that's Jake. And this is, is Best Friendhood. Blessed be. Bless. Yeah, I made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mental note not to forget this time. So one thing that I love is that we kind of, we've abandoned that list of original ideas. Remember when we first started, we had that. Oh, I still have that list. Do you? I think I'm pretty sure I've got this book here, too. Oh, my God. I forgot about the book. Got my little book. Episode ideas. I stopped using my notebook because I found that if I used it, I felt like I had to stick to what I had written down. Yeah. And it really made me feel and sound like I couldn't um, expand or extrapolate on things. Like, I... This is my lane. I must stay inside of it. I am a robot. <laughs> beep, boop, beep. <laughs> Cannot leave these lined pages. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but he came over and we asked each other the question that we always ask each week. What are we going to talk idea? about? <laughs> <laughs> What's today's topic? But I had thought of one. Um, I think I was just standing in my kitchen and I went, huh, 
let's talk about how to be friends with your roommate or roommates with friends. <laughs> what are you giggling about? The way you said, let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's talk about you, you and me. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't stop myself from giggling about that. Also, I wonder how many times you start an episode by saying, I was standing in my kitchen and, because I think that's at least three. If it's not in my kitchen, it's outside. Outside. So there you go. If if you ever need to find me, probably one of those places. Yep. So I'm sorry. What was the topic again? Because I think I interrupted you in the middle of saying what it was. No, you didn't. I think I made it all the way through and then you just didn't stop giggling. (laughs) But anyway, um, how to be friends with a roommate or how to be roommates with with a friend with a friend. Yeah. So I remember, oh, God, probably 12 years ago in my early 20s, um, looking for a roommate for the first time and being told by many, many people, oh, don't don't live with a friend. Don't be roommates with a friend because Mm -hmm. it's going to ruin your friendship. I've always heard that as well. Have you had that experience of living with someone ruining a friendship? No, because I'm still friends with those people. Same, except for one very specific happenstance, and that had nothing to do with the fact that we were roommates. Correct. That had to do with he was a narcissistic piece of shit. And they were roommates. And they were roommates? That's a vine, kids. Look it up. If you want to be a follower of this podcast, you got to know your vine. you got to know your vines. <laughs> Man. I wonder where that came from. I think because it can for some people. It's... Is you're all up in each other's business. You're with that all person, of the time. which even you know in your friendship, if you used to hang out, quote unquote, all the time, at least you still had your separate spaces to go to. True, you know, and yeah. then it's kind of like how I think. Before you marry somebody, you better live with them, because you're gonna oh, need to sure. figure out if you can handle that. Can you handle how they clip their toenails? Right. Sitting at the dinner table. Do they leave cabinet doors open? All of the time. That's also that's safety hazard, number one. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, watch out. I literally only close my cabinets when I'm cooking because I'm like, if I don't close this, I'm going to turn around quickly and puncture my own forehead. Correct. So even though I'm going to be right back in this spice cabinet, I know I need to close it. <laughs> For my own well-being. <laughs> Otherwise, my cat is going to be eating my eyeballs and drinking my blood when I am dead on the floor. We could probably cut that out. Nope, we're keeping it because it's... It's one of my biggest fears. Is it? I mean, at least you're still providing for them after you're gone. You know? <laughs> I love you always, forever. Here <laughs> I am. Please eat my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Floating up, I might explode. <laughs> And with the way my building smells, no one would ever know. Well, that's unfortunately true. It is. Not my apartment. I have that shit on lock. Mm-hmm. But the stairwell to my apartment, that shit is rancid. Oh, man. I'm moving soon. Anyway. Yes. So, yeah, I think. Um, and then it's those little things uh, that because I'm, I'm going back to why people would say that that could ruin a friendship. Um 
also because your finances get involved and that's a difficult mm, thing for friendships mm, for sure can be um, if, if if someone isn't paying rent on time that i that has to change how you view your relationship with that person and if you're friends who's you're used to a reciprocal relationship and all of mm-hmm. a sudden you're having to shell out an extra however many hundreds of dollars that's an extra stress and responsibility on somebody that's oh man that's super unfair Right, and it's kind of, you know then you are you're treating your friend badly. It's not just a roommate situation. Then it's you're literally and finances are tough. Like you're mm-hmm. you have to live with somebody else to make ends meet anyway. There must yeah yeah yeah. So that can be extraordinarily difficult as well. And I think you know um, then there's eating food that is or is not somebody's, and mm-hmm. uh, then if they have pets, it's how they care for their pet and how they clean up after their pet, and you know how they train if need be that pet. But also <laughs> living in a space with somebody, you know, do they blast their music while they're taking a shower every morning at seven o'clock when you don't wake up until eight, you know, just these little things. And then there's, I, I think, especially because it's your friend, we tend to stay quiet about some things that might irk us a little bit. Yeah. And then they build on top of each other until it's just, you know, it's, it's a bomb mm-hmm. waiting to explode and then when it does that other person feels like it's out of the blue Mm -hmm. even though you (laughs) have felt like this since day number 10 well and and what happens there is is it's a sort of social construct a, a social pressure that especially here in the midwest that we can't or are not supposed to confront confront people about those kinds of things and just accept them as they are and that you know, what's an inconvenience for me is part of their norm. So I I shouldn't say something. And it's, that's not true. You absolutely should say something early on. It's also your home. It is also your home. Yeah. I made the mistake once. So I had just moved back here and I was commuting to Chicago so that I could still go to work at the airline. And a couple of my friends were being so gracious. And they were like, as long as you're commuting, as long as you're in graduate school, you can stay with us. We've got this extra bedroom. And I had lived like a block away from them when I lived in Chicago. So super familiar with the neighborhood. Like it was home. The first day that I had to get up for work at like four o'clock in the morning, I was accustomed to the acoustics of my old bathroom up the street, was not accustomed to showering and listening to music in their bathroom that shared a wall with their master bedroom. Oh, no, 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 no. And you're probably taking a shower at 3 a.m. It was, I think it was 4, 3.30 or 4, but they both had the day off. They were going to go to the beach and Let's they go had... to the beach, beach. Thank you. I was <laughs> really trying not to do that. Nikki Minaj. <clears throat> so I think that day I just did a turn. You leave Chicago, you go somewhere, you fly right back. Okay. So I got home that night to their home and they were blasting the song that I'd been listening to. <gasps> the Salt. Which was a really obnoxious drag queen song. Bless. Alaska Thunderfuck five thousand. Hi. Which it is such an obnoxious song. It's literally hi. And with all these like, oh, I don't know why I loved it, but I did. And they both, they were just in tears, laughing when I walked and went. Oh no! 
how loud was that? And they were like, it was loud. Oh, God. Like, oh, my God. And you guys spent all day, like, plotting this. I'm so sorry. I love that. (laughs) I hadn't had a roommate in, like, a year and a half at that point. Right. And I... I never stayed at their house because I lived a block away. If right. I drank too much, I could walk. Walk. I mean, I just, I was that, I was that person. Oops. Never happened again. And then I quit and never went back. So problem <laughs> solved. Yeah. Oh, boy. I just remember being young and living with some of my friends. Well, I guess my first roommate experience was actually after high school. My twin and I shared an apartment. And then uh, there was another apartment that opened up with a third bedroom. And so our friend moved in with us. But Lord howdy, I tell you one thing, living with your brother is a whole world of difference because he had left early for Drama Bugle Corps. Oh, God. And it was like our lease ended. So I had to, to try to get the deposit back, I had to clean all of his space, including the bathroom, which he had obviously not cleaned for a very long time. I mean, it's basically a teenage boy, right? Yeah, at that age. And there so, wait, is he had nothing... his own bathroom? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I cleaned. <laughs> there is nothing worse than having to clean up your brother's pee stains and pubic hairs out of just... Ugh. <laughs> it was bad it was bad it was bad um so there's that it is difficult to try to find that balance of yes you need to respect that people live live a certain way and you also need to respect your own boundaries if you live a certain way and trying to find that sweet spot of mm-hmm. understanding and it can be difficult because there are some certain things that you didn't even know were non-starters for you you know yeah like something what or do you have one that can come off the top of your head of like something that if somebody doesn't do it the way that you do drives you bonkers for me it's loading the dishwasher oh so i was always the follower when it came to loading the dishwasher okay the only time i've ever lived in in a place that had dishwashers was when i had multiple roommates Mm -hmm. or one very particular roommate gotcha so with with the multiple roommates, when I was first a flight attendant, there were four or five of us that rented a three bedroom. Because everybody was doing turns or on right. trips we were, and it We were always out. gone. So it, it didn't really matter. So we just kind of did the dishes as we used them because we weren't really home. It wasn't a big deal. Or um, one of the roommates had celiac disease. And so Very we had to be super, super cautious about we are only using our own things. We are only eating our own food. We are not touching anything related to her. Like So in that situation, it wasn't a thing. With this one roommate, it wasn't even I, I either hand washed the dishes that I used or would load the dishwasher how he liked the dishwasher loaded. Oh, yeah. Because if I didn't, I would hear all about it and oh. it would be a whole fucking thing for days on end. Abusive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Leaving so hair I, in I the shower. Like... Sorry. Oh, gross. Also it's somebody else's hair. It is. gross. I don't know why it's super gross to me. My own hair, like I have short hair, but it still comes out and that grosses me out. I'm like, oh God, get it away. Get it out. (laughs) I don't know why. 
but it bugs me. Uh, I once funny. had a roommate. So sorry. Can I go? Can I rewind? Of a course. Tick? Yeah. Talking about your brother's pee stains reminded me of my very first ever roommate when I went to college. I lived in the dorms, which was a really fun experience. I did a lot of drugs. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> a lot of firsts that year. Yay. It wasn't even a year. Three months. Then I dropped out. Wonder why. Uh, I woke up one night in the middle of the night in the sky, we said maybe five words to each other the entire time we lived together. Like we oil and water. Okay. We did not get along. Um, and I posted on my MySpace about it frequently. Oh, I bet. I woke up one night to the sound of running water in a dormitory. Oh no, that's not a thing. Ooh, in some dorms, you might have a sink. Not in our dorm. So I hear the running water what the hell did I like I reach over to my water bottle I'm like no that's right there what the hell so I reach up behind me and hit the lights my roommate my 18 year old roommate and I was 17 at the time was so drunk he thought he was in the bathroom and was urinating not just in the room but directly next to my bed uh splashback on my pillow. Oh, God. Which means it probably splashed back onto my face. Oh, yes. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? And he went, no, it's fine. Because when the house times X, it's fine. It's literally, it is ingrained in my memory. That's exactly what he said. His eyes were closed. He was swaying and peeing. What? So I just like, I was like, what the hell? So I very angrily got up. I walked down to the cleaning closet. I grabbed uh, a scrub brush, a bucket that I filled with hot water and like pine saw or something. Yeah. And I went back to the room and I shook him awake or not awake, but Two. awake enough. Yeah. And he was like, what? What's your problem, bro? You just peed on the rug that I bought next to my bed and got pee all over the place. And then somehow climbed his way up because he had lofted his bed. So he Ugh. climbed up and went to sleep. And I went, cool. So I went downstairs, went outside. Some of my friends were still awake. So I was like, hey guys, whose room can I crash in tonight? So one of my friends let me crash in his room. And then the next day, when I went back with all, with my little posse, my little group of like five, I was like, you guys would not believe. We all hated him. He was such an asshole to us Ugh. all of the time that they were like, oh, we have to see him after this story. So we all go back to the dorm and he is there, hands on all fours, scrubbing this $20 rug I got at Walmart. So he remembered. He remembered or he figured it out. Oh. He moved out about a month later. Yikes. Never heard from him again. So that was my very first ever roommate. I never really understood why they thought that it was a grand idea to toss together two complete strangers I don't... in an extremely small room and just be like, yeah, good luck getting long and going through one of the most stressful changes in your life and one of the biggest decisions of schooling. Correct. Teenager. Never understood it either. Ugh. Like how... I mean, granted, I think now they have more of like an apartment situation where True. it's like a suite, right? Where often, yeah, there's like each of them has their own separate rooms, and Correct. then there's like a little gathering area, like mm -hmm. a living room or whatever. 
often that's the case. I imagine dorms like mine are still around, but... Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, But today you can still choose. Like if you know somebody that's going to your school, you can choose your roommate or... If you get a roommate and you, Even then. you can like connect to with each other on social media and okay. it wasn't a thing. So, I got oh, an man. email address and uh, that was it. So I emailed him once and I was like, hey, I'm Jacob. I'm bringing this, 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 and this. What are you going to bring? Like, let's meet up on the first day. He was cold from day one. Ugh. It was awful. I wonder what he's doing now. Do you really? Anyway, sorry, that was a really long-winded story. About somebody peeing next I haven't told that story in a long time. Yeah? I kind of forgot about it. Mm. That was gross. That was horrifying. And now I live alone with six fish and a cat. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not really alone. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. So trying to think of like... Because, I mean, we both, I'm sure, have plenty more roommate stories, but it's not really about our experience with roommates. No, it's about becoming friends with roommates. So, and you kind of were starting that when we were talking about how, you know, now you can reach out to people via social media and try to get to know them and become friends. And how, how does somebody make friends with a complete stranger? Or if nothing else, at least have a friendly space. Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, you might not be getting along with this other human. You Mm -hmm. might not become friends with this other human, but you can have a friendly space together, a place that is comfortable for both of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the the townhome that I rented with the other flight attendants, we really accomplished that. We had known each other for two and a half weeks when we all (laughs) piled into somebody's car and we're like, hey, we're all graduating in another week and a half. We're all moving to this city. We need to figure this out. None of us are going to be able to afford to live on on our own in the city. You seem tolerable, question mark. (laughs) Right after two weeks. After two and a half weeks? Yeah. You haven't gotten kicked out of training. (laughs) So maybe we can get along. Well, and especially if you guys would end up on a flight together, you're going to be shoved into the same space. So you better be able to tolerate each other. Right. Yeah. So I think how we did it, I mean, aside from the obvious of traveling and, and being gone for work, at that stage in our flight attendant career, we were on what's called reserve, which is where you are on call 24 hours a day for certain blocks of time, mm-hmm. multiple days a month. And we all knew that we didn't really have another choice. <laughs> And we also worked together. Yeah. But really for us, it was just being open-minded and not having expectations. I would say, in my mind, uh, I think having some expectations, but in that, I mean, like, expectations of respect. Like, um, Ooh, yeah. That's a better way to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, making sure that before everybody goes to bed, that the door is locked. Yep. You know, or being mindful that, not all of us can afford the exact temperature that we want the house to be. So let's agree on what we can be comfortable with. Right. What can we all tolerate? Yes. So setting those kind of atmospheric things. And then I think if if nothing else, honestly, a goddamn chore wheel and holding each other accountable to it. I would say that that's the one thing that we did have a problem with. One guy and I shared one bathroom and then the other two roommates shared the second bathroom and when one roommate upstairs and I both started feeling like oh this bathroom is gross we just challenged each other to gently say hey I'm noticing that when I'm gone for five days I come home and the bathroom is gross could you maybe just 
Like we never had a formal roommate contract like some people recommend. We never had Hmm. anything written. We just respected each other enough to politely say, hey, when this happens, it bothers me and here's why. Could you be, would you be willing to help me out with that? Nice. It was literally that simple. I had one conversation about a dirty, gross, pee-stained bathroom. That it worked out that way. Because I I think that that's definitely not the case for everybody. Oh, certainly not. I think, um, you know, if it came down to it, if you had a roommate and they weren't holding up their end of taking care of things, literally saying like, okay, well, then you're going to pay five more dollars or just hire somebody to clean for you this month. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be creative with your... uh, resolutions to those kinds of problems because it's frustrating too and you don't want to be and it becomes a difficult situation because you don't want to cave in because if you do once they're going to see that and be like oh well then i don't actually have to do anything right i can just wait it out they'll give up right but that's i mean between the uncleanliness the health issues that can arise for some people because we're all sensitive to different things at different Mm -hmm. levels Mm -hmm. but also you know bringing it back again it's a respect and everybody wants to get the deposit back. Oh, my God. Yeah. So if you clean throughout your time living there, it makes it's it a hell of a lot easier. Much easier to do a quick one over. Yes. One over, once over. Once over. Once yeah. over. When you move out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in that vein, in that uh, realm of thought, how do you be friends with a roommate who disregards those kinds of things? How do you work with that person to maybe not be friends but at least have that friendly space yes i think that first of all if it's a dorm situation thankfully you can have like somebody like the rn or ra ra rn (laughs) have a nurse stop by and talk them about staph infections and how your belly button will start weeping if you don't start cleaning Uh, no, your RA, I think that's uh, that's helpful. Yeah, um, yeah other... because they're probably trained to kind of mitigate those things, I would expect. I believe so. I was never an RA, I don't know. Neither was But me. I would, like, that's your job. Yeah. Is to herd these youths mm-hmm. into working well together. Yeah. So that's something in that situation. But otherwise, if you're stuck in a lease, in a place with somebody who is like that, uh, I think either trying to find somebody who will take over your part of the lease and you get out. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Or ask that person if they would rather part ways because this isn't working for you. Setting healthy emotional boundaries is what I hear you saying. Yeah. Setting boundaries that respect your needs, your wants, and your expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think you you said something about it. Uh, like when you first get together and you're going to sign this lease, also, if you're able to sign a a lease with or a contract with each other mm-hmm. saying, you know, certain standards will be met. Yes. These are my uh, uh, ground rules. Like the obligations of the house. Basically, No screaming emo music at six in the morning. Yeah. Unless we're screaming it together, in which case we've obviously had a good night. Mm-hmm. And we're going to help each other clean after a hangover. Correct. So I think, you know, legally binding contracts are always rather helpful. Um, 
But yeah, otherwise, there's not much else you can do because if you cave in, you're going to be in even worse in a situation. Mm-hmm. And it's, and they're probably not going to change their ways, honestly. Like if they don't respect mm-hmm. you and your shared space enough, they're not going to change. And, and, that and you can't change them. Exactly. Because that likely means that they're not respecting their own selves or their own space. Maybe. Or they literally just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, yes, that's what I mean. Like... If they're not meeting you in the middle and they are just filthy and slobby, slobby like it's it's a them problem, not mm-hmm. a you problem, unless you are that friend slash roommate, in which case, girl, put your socks in the hamper. Stop leaving or them all over the place. Throw them in your own room. I don't care if they make it into a hamper. Just put them in your own room. Just not on the fucking not couch. Not on the countertop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not on the couch where I have to sit. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Because there will probably come a situation where if you can't come together on that, like, there's not, It's just there's... time to part ways. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I would assume that there are all kinds of, um, like roommate pseudo personality tests on the internet now like that go over these things that you can share with somebody like hey so i you're looking for a roommate i'm looking for a roommate let's both take this quiz and see if we're compatible that the internet is a vast and wonderful place i hope i bet that that's a thing because they're those little nuances of yourself like do you put your toothpaste away after you use it like do you put it in a cupboard or in a drawer I live by myself. Everything has its own home. Or some people just like set it, it on the to. counter, you yeah. know? And, and for you, that's yes, fine. By the way, do you put the cap back on? Or are you one of those weirdos who leaves the cap off? Oh my God, that that's a thing? Yes, Jacob, that's a thing. Do you know what happens when you flush a toilet, people? Things, particulate, that's... get sprayed. <laughs> that's why you're supposed to put the seat down when you put flush. Put the seat down and also cover things. Oh my goodness. Well, you know. Oh God. I'm you gotta get up. that... Immune flavor. system. <laughs> the flavor. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're trying to say. The immune system perk. I feel like the lady from the Clue movie. Flames. <laughs> Flames. <laughs> on the side of my face. Put a cap on the toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> or people who don't clean out the fridge. You know, like that's gross. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've found things that my husband has just left to die and then be reincarnated as a new life force inside of their fridge. Because And I'll stare at it. This is what I do. Like those little things that are uh, passive aggressive where I just keep scooching it to the front. So when you open up the door, it's right the fuck there, bro ham. And you can see it's it's actually scooting itself backward. Because it doesn't want to see the light of day. Um, and it's grown legs. What? You're creating <laughs> sentient beings in your fridge? Correct. Um, I don't know her. There's a Weird Al song about that. Oh, probably. Just eat it. Oh, yes. Eat it. So or no, that's not it. No. Uh, something in that's the fridge. That's Rocky Road. Um, anyway. Yeah. There is one. Like, that's passive aggressive, even though it feels good for a hot second doesn't accomplish anything and most of the time the other person is just going to be so completely out of touch with what's bothering you that you're being past aggressive about it's like i mentioned earlier like these little things keep adding Mm -hmm. up until it explodes right so because the other person might recognize like that thing keeps inching its way towards the front of the fridge and they might just go that's weird i thought that was farther back correct and not realize that there's an issue oh that has been there for eight months and it was kfc chicken (laughs) You know, like, Gross. you should not leave in there. Uh, and what's so weird is, like, he's so conscious about food safety. So, yes, like, if anything's uh, anything older than seven days in the fridge, he won't eat it. 
but he also will not throw it the fuck out. <laughs> oh my god. It's a conundrum to that me. That is a strange uh, intersection. And he's got the weakest stomach ever, right? Like, he makes himself <laughs> dry heave often. He can't change the cat litter box because he'll... Even if he walks by after a cat has pooped, it's a... And a Maybe shuffle. that's why he leaves those things in the fridge this because is he exactly just can't what I was, handle it. Right, because what if it smells bad? Then well, you do what I do. You throw the dollar ninety nine Tupperware away and buy a new one. It's fine. You know, just help, please. <laughs> just leave it, because then I have to deal with it. Right. Like a month after, ago, after a one week, it's not going to smell horrible. You know what I mean? Or if it is, you're nose blind to it because it's already there. Or just you know, wipe some vapor rub or some mint extract underneath your nose and get after it, my or dude. Hold your breath for the three seconds to go from the fridge to the trash. See, listen to how amped I'm getting about this one tiny little oh, thing. It. And it's just like, okay, this is a conversation I need to be having with my... Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's been a month and a half since I had food poisoning and I bought some peaches and they've been sitting in the corner and I forgot about them. And then I picked up the thing and went, oh, there's mold on these peaches. Yeah. Yeet. You yeeted it? I yeeted it right That's into the good. sun. Like, I'm not even going to bother th- trying to clean that because I could never get it clean enough. For you? Ever. Oh, dude. I so just throw steamy, that shit away. steamy hot water, some soap in there. Let it sit. I can't do hot water. What? I can't. With your hannies? I cannot. Even with my really thick cleaning gloves, yeah. I cannot. I can feel the temperature through them and it like, I can't do it. Okay. Also, if I do it without gloves, my skin just hands. falls apart. Yeah. He's I'm the man 93. of paper. paper. Have I ever told you that story of... A guy that I used to live with, we'll call him Bob. Okay. He once said, oh my God, Jacob, are your bones made of glass or something? And That's I said, a fucking disease, man. Yeah, they are. And my skin is made of tissue paper. I'm sorry. You're going to have to fix that on your own. So a, you need to I be a kept woman. It's fine. I was young gays that thought that being bitchy was a personality. It's not a personality. Correct. Also, I wasn't really bitchy. I just really didn't want to help him lift the heavy shit. He figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Oh, my God. Those heavy things made their way into the house anyway. It's fine. Just hire some college boys. You are a college boy. Not me. Hire some <laughs> other college boys. I'm busy that day. I haven't even told you which day. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said that to him. Uh, now, in my 30s, hell yeah, let's get after it. Let's figure it out. It's a puzzle. In my early 20s, when I still had an eating disorder and God knows, like, so many other things going on, there's no freaking way. Oh, he was a good roommate. He was, uh cuckoo banana crackers, but delightful. He was a good roommate. He had a beautiful house. He taught me a lot of things about what it means to be a good roommate and... Like, I think he was the one, the the first roommate I had who was super respectful of like, this is your space for like communal spaces. Like, all right, we share the living room and over here, that's where you like to sit and read and do your homework and stuff. When you're over there, noted, not going to bother you. When you come back over here, that's going to be part of the communal space where if you're here, that's an invitation for like conversation and Oh, snacks wow. And okay. He was awesome. He was such a good freaking roommate. That's so thought forward. And it was something that he just like gently observed after I moved in. Like, oh, hey, I've noticed you've always, you're always doing your homework over there. Do you just want me to like leave you alone? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is where I always post up to do my homework. Yeah, do. 
and then he would. He would fart around and like make his dinner or gently clean with nothing too loud. Like just bebop around the house. Like he could still have his freedom in the house without feeling feeling like he was imposing. Yeah. And I felt very respected that he's there and that's fine. I don't have to give of myself. I don't have to interact or ask to not interact. We just had this really clear understanding of when I'm here, this is what I'm doing. When I'm here, this is shared for all of us. It was honestly like the best roommate situation I think I've ever had. That's terrific. And that was a friend to a roommate. Like I got, I was living in my own place and the building got condemned. So I had to leave. And (laughs) Bob, which by the way, they'd never actually tore them down. They just painted them, sold them. And now people are paying like $750 a month for shitty, disgusting studios that still have- Didn't they even have black mold? Yes. Yes, mine did. I literally had to pour like a bleach water mix into my heat vent. Not pour it, but yeah. They're still there. Still have not updated. Disgusting. It's putting lipstick on a pig. They literally were condemned, which is the only reason I moved out. And Bob was like, move in with me. Rent here is crazy. It's impossible to find somewhere. Yes. Just move into my spare room. Even just for a one bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. And yeah, so that was a really positive like friend to roommate. And then he and I both moved to Chicago separately and kept in touch. I lived like a mile north of him. So I could just like hop on the bus five minutes, be at his place. It was great. You can just say that you have to pee. So we should take a break. I have to pee. Can we take a break? Yes. We're back, 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 back. That's how I end it. Oh, okay. Bye. No. That's how you end our break. I burped on the podcast. You did. So proud of you. I'm so proud of myself. Good thing I'm editing it so it'll stay in. (laughs) (laughs) You guys only knew. Oh, God. The first rendition, the first try at Plants, Pets, and Planet of the Apes, we ended up recording an hour and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I somehow was able to whittle that down to just an hour. I don't know how you did it. I can't even explain. Like, (laughs) I had a whole list of, like, what might be able to go and, like, the time signature that it was at. And, oh, tough decision making. Nonetheless. That is work. We got, we did some talking. As we do. Yes, very much so. <laughs> um, so let's let's get back into it. So I realized that we, you know, we were kind of talking about uh, some of the negative things when it comes to roommate situation or living with somebody situation. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the other opportunities to help make a, a bond, a friendship with a roommate are those moments that you get to celebrate with each other or celebrate each other in those own little rights. You know, like if you are happening to go to school at the same time, you know, and they come back and they say that they got a great grade or whatever, you guys can oh celebrate, gosh, yeah. you know, make something in your easy bake oven or buy each other some ramen, <laughs> you know, uh, oh, or ramen. even for holidays, you know, <gasps> decorating with each other. That was one of my favorite things with, I had moved in with my best friend, Crystal, and <laughs> we only did it once because it was a lot of effort, but we set up a Christmas tree together. I love that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's something just so heartwarming and something so nostalgic about Mm -hmm. decorating for the holidays or a situation, you know, like a birthday or whatever. Decorating your shared space together is something that can really help bolster some positive feelings and and joy. What Uh, a way. I burped on the podcast too. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just gave you that look because how many times have I actively run out of the room? Yeah. What you do when you're burping is you go, you you wave your hand at me, mouth, hold on, and then you turn away as far as you can from the (laughs) microphone and you do the vampire cough stance. And then you burp, but it's like the airy burp because I can see you trying to like dissipate open it. things up. And go, oh, oh. That's what I assume that your burp would sound like if I heard it. That's usually your go-to. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was raised in a cult. We weren't allowed to burp. <laughs> was that, that was an a, actual a thing? thing? What? <laughs> yeah. That's an episode for its own day. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Actually, that may be a podcast of its own. No doubt, I was man. raised in a cult. Sometimes when you talk about, you know, yeah, literally when I started listening, balls, man. I listened to this uh, really good podcast. It's called Kitchen Table Cult. And and they were talking about, oh, God, I can't even remember now. But they mentioned how they were raised in this homeschooling cult with very fundamentalist evangelical Christian parents. And I went, oh, that sounds familiar. All of the stuff that they talked about. I was like, oh, my God, that that was so similar to my childhood anyway so burping anything that the human body does other than quietly breathing out of bounds which is why i have such an aversion to burping on the podcast okay now you all know sorry for that rabbit trail (laughs) bring it back around okay decorating and making the place your own and spending that time together with a roommate Yeah, I think those are awesome things that can help you make a friend with your roommate or Mm -hmm. help embolden the friendship that you have already. And I think, you know, uh, even just sweet little things that you can do, you know, if they're feeling unwell, even just getting them a box of tissues. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Or making them a can of soup. Right. If that's what you can afford. Right. Like those are little things that you can do as well that go beyond just being a good roommate. It's it's, it's you showing care. Yeah. yeah. So those are some things that you can do um, as well to help kind of bolster that. And before <laughs> we were recording, trying to figure out what the title of this week's episode was going to be. And we actually talked about the TV show Friends. <laughs> yes, we and, did. And uh, remembering that they were in their supposed to be in their 20s, right? I think... If I remember correctly, the oldest character at the end of the show was like 32 or 33 oh, when Lord. they started the show. Like, So nonetheless, what I'm trying to do is also remind people Sorry. that, no, you're fine. Uh, roommates or housemates are for any age. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And why I think this is important to help bring up and to normalize is because, you know, when we have that that set of standard in our brain that, you know, after you get done with your schooling and after your young, young adult years, you should be on your own. You know, you should be able to have a place by yourself and whatever. And well, truth be told, minimum wage has not gone up, but the cost of everything else has. It's almost impossible mm-hmm. to be able to live on your own. Unless you have a really well-paying job. 
Correct. Which honestly, even then, you still have to take in consideration for your transportation, your health care, your food costs. If you have an animal, if you have kids, if you have a partner that you're trying to care for as well. Or like, a parent that you're trying to care for. Or some, yes. Yeah. It's not really feasible. And I know some people who are in their mid to late 30s that have housemates because Absolutely. it's a way that they can yeah. live in a place that is decent mm-hmm. and afford it. Right. And it's not a big deal. And I think um, it's something that we need to remind each other about. Like, it's totally fine to have roommates at any age. Two months ago, we did a whole episode uh, remembering Betty White Mm -hmm. and the Golden Girls. And they were in their late 50s and early 60s. When they were all living together. When they were all living together in, oh God, somewhere in Florida. Because they could. Because they were able to create a community, because they were able to care for each other and be there for each other. And hello, what better way than living together? Can you show that you are there for someone? Yes. I I know I've talked about this before, maybe just with you. Maybe I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but the TV show Cougar Town, mm-hmm. it's so bad. Yes. And also so good. The first season, they try to take themselves way too seriously. From the second season on, they're like, oh, wait, we're just here to this make is a kitsch. wine jokes okay. and boob jokes. And it's so funny. Cougar Town is Courtney Cox and Melanie. I can't remember her name. She was on Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah. yeah. And lots of things before that. Many other things. Very recognizable actress. I just can't think of her name because I'm really bad at that. There, one of my favorite things about that show was the way that their houses were positioned in their little cul-de-sac was that their kitchen windows faced each other. So they would be either on the phone, like facing each other saying, hey, I just made coffee, come over. Or, hey, I just opened a bottle of wine, come over. Yeah. And like they just had this and the whole show as it progresses, as ridiculous as their antics become, it's so good literally truly get through the first season they really try to be like a show in the first season and then they accept that oh no we're just goofy i just need you to know that in one of our last episodes you said that if somebody tells you just watch just get through the first season of this show and i was hateful yes you 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 are now telling people to do that you're goddamn right okay because i am correct Um, but that also, I mean, but their thing, the, the whole thing is like, they're, they're not, sorry, let me just finish my thought. They're not quite roommates, Yeah. but they create within that little cul-de-sac, a community where they have shared spaces, where they have shared experiences, where they come to rely on each other, not just as friends, but as a support system. And I think it's chosen that, family, man. Yeah. And I think that as adults, We don't have to live in the 70s and 80s understanding of roommates being just for 19 to 22 year olds. Mm -hmm. We get to look at roommates as a way to have community and support in a way that makes sense for us. Yes. And I think, I mean, especially I'm sure everybody has seen some of those stories pop up where people who are of retirement age which PS by the way is getting older and older because we have to like work I mentioned longer and longer because correct. capitalism is eating us alive. Correct. Um that instead of choosing to live in a retirement home, they can 
move into, you know, like a little community of tiny houses or oh. just together and they can take care of each other and they can rely on each other. It's like a sense of that, too. It's mm-hmm. it's a way of making sure that you can live affordably mm-hmm. and comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know, like roommates are for any age. Absolutely. And don't let anybody make you feel weird about that, because if it's a way that you can survive or thrive, then there you are. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's not supposed to be keeping up with the Joneses, because let me tell you, the Joneses are probably doing some weird ass shit in their garage or something. You know, we learned this so apparently during the very beginning of the pandemic that when the government absolutely abjectly failed us again, people moved in with their families. People moved in with their friends. Yes. Again, when people were being laid off in huge numbers, they turned to creative ways of making ends ends meet. And sometimes that includes a roommate or two. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. I'm going to bite my tongue right now and not go into a rant about how capitalism is failing. Okay. As Christmas I, tree as I, as I watch the blood drip out of your mouth <laughs> from biting your tongue so hard. One last thing that I thought might be fun to talk about to wrap up, you know, this roommate situation is at the end of a roommate situation, because there's this oh, opportunity yeah. where you can renew a lease or you can not. And if you don't, what happens to the relationship that you've built with each other, mm-hmm. whether it's a friendship or a roommate ship? Yeah. I think that just being open and honest, especially if you moved in with a friend, you might not know it, but it could be a delicate conversation because even if you're totally down for signing another year lease, that other person might be realizing that you're better as friends. Not for me. Yeah. And that is okay. It's fair. And it's it sh- it should be a moment for you to not take that personally, but to realize that they still value your friendship so much that they realize they don't want to jeopardize that right. by trying to go into another situation that was uncomfortable for another year. So high five them and say, I get it. Loved living with you. Time to not live together. I feel <laughs> yeah. like that's a difficult... Um, well, I could imagine that at the end of that, like... You decide to part ways and no longer be roommates. Mm-hmm. In my imagination, that seems like it would be a difficult uh, path to navigate post-roommatehood. Like, how do we maintain a friendship now that we're not forced or obligated to share space? I'm not used to texting you and asking you to hang out because you're just always home. Like, you're always accessible. How... How how do we navigate this now? That's where my brain goes. Oh, okay. Like, hey, we've been friends, then we were roommates, and now we're no longer roommates, but we want to maintain the friendship, but now we have to kind of redefine the friendship a little bit. I'm just learning to reach out like you do with your other friends. Is oh, what well, I that think. was a simple answer. <laughs> uh, hey, if, if, if you're one of those people... And I didn't reach out to you. My bad. <laughs> my bad. You know, something that just struck my brain right now is realizing that there's been a couple different times where I've lived with my significant other. Hmm. And then we broke up, but we still had to live together Oof. because the lease wasn't done. Oh, that's tricky. It can be because uh, there was, you know, definitely some passive aggressive things that would happen. Um, but I think making the same things that we had mentioned before is like, even though feelings are hurt and there is, there's going to be that like air of awkwardness. Of course. 
but I think making sure that you still respect Mm -hmm. each other's shared space. You're not taking a hammer to their dishes. Right. Or slashing their tires. Because you both have to live there, man. Until the lease is up. Correct. Because you can't afford it by yourself. I've done that twice. I've done that once for three months. Also, the only time I've ever lived with a partner won't make that mistake again i mean no i shouldn't say it like that it was fine until it wasn't and then when we broke up and we're like well shit we have to make this work Mm -hmm. and we did you have to yeah we did like we had two cats we negotiated custody it was a lot but we made it work okay and that's what the important thing is and i didn't slash his tires as much as i wanted to so this is the second time you brought up that thing did you actually no okay i don't know if that was like no i'm really proud of myself i didn't i thought about it because he was a real asshole oh man yeah because life happens so i think just and the important thing to remember is that it's just for the short term Yes, mm-hmm. months can feel like forever, but it truly is short term. And you and can, you get, can through get through it. It comes back to what I've talked about before, that piece of radical acceptance that I don't like the situation. I don't condone the situation. I also can't change the situation. So to reduce emotional suffering, I just have to accept that this is how it is. For now. And I will change it when I can. Yes. And otherwise, don't forget that. Your local public library is a great place to go if you don't want to be sitting at your space because you have a horrible roommate. They've got internet connection. They've got plenty of fun books. Usually they've got some fun activities. You know, like go to your local library. I just had a memory. Friends are books. Oh, they are. What? What's your memory? Do you remember that bookstore? Oh, yes. They were everywhere. You could say that everyone had it. Okay. They were everywhere. Do you remember Hastings Bookstore? Loved it. That was where I would go when I had a terrible roommate. Mm. The one year that I had a really... Dude, they had a coffee shop in there. They had all of the tchotchkes. Did a coffee shop? The one in my (gasps) town did. Oh my God, that's right. Oh, I... I a didn't little... drink coffee back then. I, Neither yes. did I, but I suffered through a caramel macchiato and went, this is fine. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah, it was uh-huh. in the corner. Yeah. Never bothered with that because I was so enthralled by all the other stuff. But that literally, I would like get off work go and go and hang out until they closed. And then yeah. I would just go home and be like, well, I'm going to bed. Goodbye. Yep. Loved that place. And it just occurred to me. You and I have talked about missing that store so mm-hmm. much. And it just hit me. Why? It was my escape. It was a safe space. (laughs) I could go listen to all of the things. Dude, honestly, and there were times where I would literally just go and walk around. I would go up and down each aisle of a department store. Yeah, same. Like a big box store. Yes. Couldn't afford to buy anything, but I want to go walk around and look. Absolutely. Just, you know, waste two hours. There was a store at the mall that was like clothing on one half. The calendar store. I hate that store. <laughs> go, you know, go visit all of the kiosks. Go get your nails buffed for free. Ew, no, I don't want to talk to people. Well, you don't have to. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Clothes on one side. And then like housewares on the other side. And I would just go and look. Sears? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, no, that wasn't the name of it, but it was essentially that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I think it started with an H. Don't remember. But I would go and just look at all of the 
the cutlery and the diningware and the cooking utensils. I would spend hours just imagining having like a house of my own where I didn't have to worry about my roommates taking my uh, pots and pans and ruining them because I had that happen a lot. Yeah, so sometimes you can make friends with a, a roommate. Sometimes you can make roommates with a friend. You can and then pick it's your friends. You. you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose unless you're Jacob and Melissa. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we picked each other's nose. I have. Yeah. You've picked my nose? Well, I mean, it was just like a little bat in the cave, like just a little dangler. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. That happened. Anyway, be cautious when selecting roommates so mm-hmm. that you don't get hurt. But also, search online for those compatibility tests. Make and it also happen. Make be it work realistic. For because You're, it's we're so people. We're easy. We're always going to have things that don't mesh. It's so easy to romanticize and, and fall into that fantasy of, especially when it's your first time living with a group of friends. And it's, it's so gonna easy. It's going to be so great. We're going to yes. have so much fun. And all, all of the these time. things. And like, yeah, and then we're going to hang out and we can make dinners together, which you do for about the first month maybe but then you also have and then your real lives life going gets, on yes you also have your responsibilities and then you're gonna have bad days and you're gonna have disagreements and you're gonna have somebody who i don't want to say slip up but does something that becomes a learning opportunity that might not seem like a learning opportunity it just seems like a fuck you right so yeah be realistic be realistic that yeah Having roommates or a roommate is great. And also, don't hold yourselves to unrealistic expectations. Like, I love the example you just gave of, like, that first month of, like, cooking together and going shopping together and Mm -hmm. we're doing all of the things together. That's going to get tired. That's going to get old. You're going to have your own ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. Your schedules aren't going to line up. Have and give space for those things because that I think is going to be the number one way or is in my experience the number one way to make a roommate situation successful. If I want to go grocery shopping at 11:30 at night because there are no people there, I'm gonna. And mm-hmm. I it's not fair to expect my roommate to want to jovially go along with me while I do that. Also, don't expect me to go with you at 5:15 the minute we both get home from work. Yikes. So give some space. Yeah. Hold some understanding both for yourself and also your roommate. Indubitably. Also, if you have any fun roommate stories that you would care to share, you can always email them to us at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. Correct. Or if you want to send us a fun photo of you and your roommate listening to the podcast, you can snap a photo and add it to our socials at bfhpod on Twitter and Instagram. You could also toss us a few doll hairs on patreon.com slash BFH pod. So that Jacob and I can buy a house and live together. Goddamn right. Yeah. Also, we need to thank our tremendous artiste, Jennifer Bate, for making our logo and all of our artwork and stuff. Which on the day of recording is the perfect color because today is St. Patrick's Day. Our logo is green. It just works. So are my thumbs. You do have green thumbs. Eep, boop, boop. I should probably get this gangrene looked at. (laughs) I've been holding off on saying anything. The cats like to chew on them. (laughs) That's weird. Okay. Uh, Also, if you get the chance to, it it would mean so much if you get the chance to um, subscribe or rate or review our podcast on whatever platform that you're listening on because those things do matter and it helps others get connected with our podcast so yeah if you have a quick moment to just rate review subscribe that would be tremendous 
And if none of those things work for you, just... Thanks for listening. Word of mouth. Tell someone about us and the things that we say into microphones while a kitty yells in the background. I'm sure you know somebody who's going to appreciate that. Yeah. Or if not, that's cool. We're still going to be here. (laughs) We sure are. So on that note, friends. Know that you are loved. And you are worth being loved. Love Love you. you. Goodbye. Oh, beeping at me. Beep. Uh, That's how I end it. (laughs)